I think also the emotional side of having surgery too. Yeah, like sure. You've got the stress of the build-up to it and the anxiety. And even if you maybe don't think that you are anxious about it, mm. like realistically, you definitely are. Your body's just going to be dealing with it in a different way. Hey, ReFam. I'm Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast fangirling for Olivia Newton-John. That's right. This week, we're getting physical with personal trainer and fitness guru Penny from Fit Turak. Exercising for the first time post-surgery is scary. We get it. There's stitches, you've been sleeping on a reclining armchair, there's drains dangling from your body and the last thing you want to think about is working out. But as Penny reveals, movement is medicine and often it's that post-op iron pump that'll give you your best results. Hi, Benny. Thank you so much for coming to join us today. My first question to get into it, which I think is quite a common concern for people, is does it matter how active you were before post-op? Like, will that have any kind of impact on uh, on how quickly you can get back into the gym and get back to moving? Or is it pretty similar across the board? Um, no, it definitely does help if people have been active previously. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously, if you haven't done anything prior to surgery, you don't want to then jump in all of a sudden and start doing all this exercise that your body's never done before. Mm-hmm. So we would usually uh, hope that people have done um, some exercise before, but it, but it doesn't mean that they can't start moving and start doing mobilisation and things like that straight after surgery. So so obviously yes. you're held in better stead with exercise pre-surgery, mm-hmm. but if you haven't, it doesn't mean that you still can't st- do mobility and all that sort of stuff very quickly after surgery. And what kind of things are included in mobility exercise? Um, so it's basically getting thoracic spine moving, getting your glutes firing again, core activation. A lot of the things that we do in our our first weeks after surgery is probably stuff that people should be doing every day regardless. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's a really good time for people to even, if they haven't been exercising before, to maybe change their habits and actually yeah. go, okay, so this actually feels really good. Um, maybe I should do it on a more regular basis. Yeah, me every time I stretch. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, that, that feels like something I should be doing after every yeah, workout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, say if somebody, you know, hadn't done a lot of exercise, wasn't one for like the gym, just kind of like would go occasionally for walks, but now post-op they're feeling like super, super motivated, they really want to like hit the ground running, what kind of stuff would you recommend starting with? Um, so, again, initially straight after surgery would be just mobility mm-hmm. um, and, and as I said, the core activation, glute activation and just to get things firing um, and then probably at around about the three or four week mark just start to slowly increase um, the longevity of the exercises and then even start to um, like maybe throw in a little bit more active of what they were doing previously mm-hmm. and then just slowly build from there. It's, it's always, regardless of whether you've had surgery or not, it's always going to be a reasonably slow build yeah. um, and then start to load the body at about the six-week mark if they mm-hmm. haven't done much before. If you've been doing weight training previous, you probably start loading the body about three weeks post-surgery. Okay. So that's always oh, good. that's really good. Three weeks. Yeah, super short. Depend, obviously, depending on which surgery they've had. Yeah, of course. Um, but... But a lot of people are quite scared to start exercising and loading mm-hmm. um, when you can't actually do too much damage and you, you're going to stop before that anyway. You can, you're going to feel that something's not right. So yeah. um, we did have a patient recently who was actually an exercise um, um, 
person themselves. Yeah. Um, they were a trainer and even herself, she didn't know what she was allowed to do and not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And within a week of starting to do the stuff that we did at the studio, she was back at it and had the confidence to, that she could move and she wasn't going to hurt anything. I think that seems to be quite common in kind of the feedback that we've heard. People are really, really anxious about like starting too early, ripping stitches, you know, like I think that's far more of a concern um, than not getting started quickly enough but is that the case do you think people like you've just mentioned obviously you can kind of tell when you're going to go too far um but is it quite important to get people moving quite quickly after the surgery and get that stretching and moving going yeah absolutely um so if you can get the blood flow and the oxygen flow it's going to start the healing process um and and you're right it generally is that people are just scared and it's anxiety over like breaking things you can't you can't you won't break anything yeah. um but i guess just to if you if you can start moving as soon as possible it's always going to hold you in good to, we always say movement is medicine basically yeah, yeah. so that's a that's a good saying and it's a, a good saying that when you're actually doing it if you actually say that to yourself then you actually think okay i am doing good here yeah um, and the same with learning to stand up properly and sit up properly as quickly as possible um, particularly after any abdominal surgery, people tend to be quite bent over yeah. um, to protect things when they're not actually protecting anything by doing that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, Richard um, mentioned in a podcast we did that you had a lady come in and, she, you know, she was standing really, like, flat to the ground and then after, like, a couple of sessions with you, he was like, it was a brand new person had come in. Like, it was like she'd had complications from surgery based on how long she'd been kind of, like, bent over yeah. and then after just kind of having that relief of being with you, then it was like, oh, that's a perfect patient. Yeah. And she was she was fit, like she was super yeah. fit. So so in, in that in your first question about the um if someone hasn't exercised, so this girl had exercised like a lot. Yeah. You know, she was super fit, super strong, like really good core and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, she struggled. Mm. Um but she just again, she just needed the confidence to know that she wasn't gonna hurt herself. Yeah. Um, do you recommend that people post-op um, book in a consultation with a PT just to give them the what they need to do, like kind of exercises to go through yes. and that kind of communication? Yeah, yeah I don't think – like, and even if they – and when, um, when the patients come to us post-surgery, sometimes we see them pre-surgery just to like get the ball rolling previously, but yeah. that's no dramas if we don't. If we see them um, straight after, sometimes we just talk. Mm-hmm. Other times we actually get in, we do like a little bit of um, – exercises then and and look maybe not all PTs are going to be educated enough to Mm -hmm. understand what they can and can't do and if anything they're probably err on the side of caution which isn't a bad thing yeah um but if they go to somebody who has some sort of um experience with post-surgery um patients and clients I think that's certainly going to hold them in a better better situation yeah there. definitely yeah. I've had plenty of PTs that um, didn't like to err on the side of caution so yeah, and, and that's right and there's and yeah. as trainers we all have our own little specialties in our niches and some yeah. you know some people wouldn't understand exactly what you can and can't do um, so yeah so just play it safe and ask questions before you see somebody yeah. and just make sure that they are the right person a for you um, and b for you post-surgery yeah definitely yeah. Um, you also obviously work with a lot of our patients um, and I think most people listening to this podcast are probably looking at the kind of surgeries we do. So 
tummy tucks, breast reduction, um, body contouring surgeries. Is there any kind of uh, exercises specifically for sur- like surgery specific exercises that you get people going in? Because I know obviously if they've had a tummy tuck, then they might not be doing as much core stuff as early on, or is it again just that mobility? Um, yeah, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no exercises that I would say that are specifically for post-surgery, yeah. but there is some things like with breast augmentations and things you're not going to be doing push-ups and bench press and things like that for quite yeah. a while afterwards. You know, and some patients may never do push-ups again, like mm-hmm. to to the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, they might do elevated. So you might just need to modify yeah. sl- slightly, um, but I wouldn't say that there's any exercises particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. that are, are a yay or a nay. Um, but it's the same as anyone post shoulder surgery or knee surgery and things like yeah. that as well. So, so basically, we treat um, we treat our clients basically as a patient, yeah. regardless of whether they've had the surgery or not. Because most people who come in have got some sort of injuries mm-hmm. from uh, you know from other stuff and being yeah. active all their lives and things like that. Where we can't get to a certain point in our lives without having yeah. injuries and. It's rude, isn't knees. it? Just <laughs> knees, hip, more knees, active you are. Knees, hips, and shoulders. Believe me, they give us lots more trouble than boobs and bellies. <laughs> That's a perfect pull quote. Yeah. Um, I know. Obviously, this is quite quite hard because it's so specific um, to each person. But is it um, better for when people? Okay, kind of. They've gotten past the mobility stage. They're feeling like quite confident in what they're doing. Is it? Do you? Is it better to kind of do like? more weights, cardio, or do like a mixture of both? Um, Look, uh, we do a lot of strength and conditioning Mm. coaching and strength and conditioning training. Uh, For me, I think cardiovascular fitness is obviously very, very important. And also from a weight management point of view, like if people have had their surgery because they've lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. or if they've had it to recontour their body, like they want to maintain that that weight loss and they want to maintain their weight. So I think that to do a little bit of both is definitely very, very important. At the studio, I tend to focus more on strength and conditioning yeah. because that's the sort of stuff that people can't do outside of the studio. Yeah. They can go for a walk, they can go for a run, you know, you can do stairs and hills and all that sort of stuff. Um, but to have people doing weights, I think, in the studio or in a gym situation is imperative. You need to be loaded and you need to be doing it correctly. And again, whether you're a post-surgery client or not, so I myself, I don't do a lot of cardio in the gym. Mm-hmm. I do my cardio outside. I do all my strength and conditioning training in, in the yeah. studio or in the gym. Yeah, of course. So what are some common questions people come to you with when they um, when they come in to see you after a surgery? Um, a, can I hurt myself? Mm. Um, B, how quickly can I start to load? Yeah. Uh, if, if it's someone that's coming from a, an exercise background. Mm-hmm. We've had quite a few people come through from, from here who have – um, previously been crossfitters, okay, yeah. so heavy weights, mm-hmm. um, and um, amazingly how quickly that they can actually start to load. Yeah. Like they, whereas they probably wouldn't have started to load until maybe eight to 12 weeks post-surgery, yeah. whereas they'll be loading well and truly like into not their normal weights but, but reasonably heavy by about the six to eight-week mark. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so so much, so much better than what yeah. it previously was. But in saying that, that's not every person, you know, yeah, and just because you're super fit, it doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle post-surgery. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, there's no rhyme or reason, but some people will struggle more than others. Mm. Um, I myself had some surgery a few years ago that I thought was gonna, I was going to breeze through yeah. um, because I was so fit and healthy. And if anything, it actually sort of held me back a little bit because my core was so strong and 
things oh, like that. Gosh, so it actually okay. made the surgery a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, but, or the recovery from the surgery a little bit harder. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, every, everyone's different. But And obviously a huge part of it is a mental battle, I mean, which I think goes for any kind of gym session surgery or not. Yes. Is there anything that you uh, recommend for people just to, to kind of overcome any mental or like uh, – yeah, any mental barriers they have towards exercising. Yeah, I did say in the early stages when we first started working with Re, mm. um, that that patients should try to use that first, you know, four-week period to really nurture yourself. Mm-hmm. Good food, you know, like heaps of water, spend some time reading, doing some meditation and things like that because that mental side of it is as important as the physical side of it. And it's like someone exercising their butt off. If their head isn't in the right space, they're not going to get the right results. So mm. so you're right, you really need to have your head in the right space and just spend some time for yourself. Yeah. It's, that's really important. And for your recovery, that will help you tenfold. Yeah, because I think there's probably, is, especially if people are like really itching to get back in and, you know, like if they were doing a lot of fitness before. I, I see that all the time across That's socials right. that they're just so desperate to get back in. They're maybe not allowing themselves to just kind yeah. of have the breathe, room yeah. to breathe. And I think also the emotional side of having surgery too. Yeah, like sure. You've got the stress of the build-up to it and the anxiety. And even if you maybe don't think that you are anxious about it, mm. like realistically you definitely are. Your body's just going to be dealing with it in a different way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've definitely got that post that stress post-surgery and yeah. sometimes just that absolute relief that it's finally all done and mm. particularly now with, you know, surgeries being delayed and all that sort of stuff. So that anxiety yeah. is going to be even heightened further. So, yeah, so just really time to look after yourself yeah, you know, inside and out. <laughs> Perfect. If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics. So send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today. And we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.